Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Uh, Steve couldn't be here today. He's got uh, business things to deal with, so he's not available. But filling in is a past uh, guest host and a current nominee for Best Male Comic in Cleveland by Cleveland Scene Magazine, John Armstrong. So first of all, congratulations on your nomination. Thank you so much. Second of all, people, get on there and vote for John Armstrong, Best Male Comic in Cleveland. You can vote once a day up until August 29th. Just Cleveland Scene, Best of 2023. Do it. All right, man. Thanks for coming in. Good to see you. It's been a while. Dude, thanks um, for having me, man. You know I love this, man. We're, we're, I feel like we got the band back together. <laughs> I know this is officially, uh, you know, you guys' uh, thing, but we've had some uh, yeah. some good discussions on this pod, and I am happy to be here and keep it going. We are very happy to have you, and, um, you know, you uh, and I tra- uh, traded some discussions about topics. Unfortunately, the one we cannot avoid is Donald fucking Trump. I'm so sick of talking oh, yeah. about this guy. But yet... He's been indicted three times, probably a forthcoming. I mean, realistically, if he was an average citizen, he'd be in jail right now. Oh, he wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't even have been able to ascend to what he did. But yeah, even if, it's, it's, yeah, I would say he's like, herpes, like he's back, but he like never went anywhere. (laughs) He's more like AIDS. (laughs) No, he he doesn't ever went anywhere, but he's, but he's back, he's loud. Every time he gets uh, challenged legally, he punches back and says, you know, oh, it's corrupt and I'm a victim and whatever. And I'm, he's literally said, I'm being indicted for you. The guy has a Jesus complex. Yeah. And it's, it's, but is it a complex or just a fucking charade? Because I think it's a charade. It's, it's kind of both. I do, at, at the core of it, I think there is like a textbook narcissism to it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, he's, he's clearly like, you know, cognizant of his intentions and what he's doing. You know what I mean? You can tell by how he's manipulative and how he's not 100% uh, in lockstep with everything that Republicans do. Now, 98% of it, yes, he does, but some stuff he, he'll, like, uh, go in the other direction just because he's antagonistic in nature. He just likes fucking with people. He's a troll. You know what I mean? Sure, and, you know... Way, way back in 2015, he said, I could shoot someone in the face in the middle of Fifth Avenue and not lose a voter. He's proven that. He can do over whatever he wants and over, over and over. And over he, he, his, his loyalists, and I, I, I got really shitty with something the other day. So there's a bar at the end of the street. We talk about it fairly regularly on the show, though we never say the name. But it's a bar where being racist is not frowned upon nearly strongly enough. If I'm a scumbag for going there, all I'm going to say is, it's I can walk home. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, but I, the other day I Jim was, has chosen cheap drinks over over, over his over racial eight, integrity. <laughs> <laughs> over his integrity, period. Yes, I have cheap drinks and an easy walk home. Not cheap, not. <laughs> all right. Um, Add gaslighting. This, this, this has been an episode of Whiskey Congress. Thanks for listening. John Armstrong's been our guest. Vote for him at ClevelandScene.com. No, no, seriously. I go there, and I've got friends who go there, but at, at the end of the day, it's a blue-collar Irish 
cop and fireman kind of bar. And racial shit gets said there all the time. And call me a pussy, but I usually just like, all right, I'm not going to change it. Do you it. ever see black people in there? Oh, yeah. Steve and I go there. The funny thing is, Steve yeah. is beloved there. Yeah. It's hilarious. I go there with that. I go there alone. And it's oh, yeah. You've told me this before. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think uh, we've talked about this. It's kind of a, uh, you know, if I can uphold Steve as my, you know, my Colin Powell, my, you know. <laughs> I don't Clarence think that's Thomas. fair. And I'm that he's going to come back on me, so stop it. <laughs> no, no, but Steve, Steve, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying anything indicting you or, or anything like that. I'm saying in the eyes of the people there, if they can be decent to you, I could be. I've been yeah. Steve in in certain circles, and you find out that these people are racist, but they think because of their proximity to you that that somehow absolves them of the shit that they say. Hey, you know, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And the other day, I was in there, and someone that I know, and we're friendly. We're not like buds. But we're friendly, and I had just watched a bunch of January 6th uh, testimony uh, material, and I was having none of it. And this guy starts licking Trump's balls, and I just fucking lost it. And I called him a traitor, said that cocksucker should be hanged, and I'm like, all right, probably a bit aggressive, especially given that setting. But, yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. Like, people, certain people, you're not going to sway them, so, like, oh, no, it's like, no, just no. Let, 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 it, let it, it's like arguing any... You know, shouting to the voids, yeah, right? Shouting to the void. But, um, but yeah, he he keeps saying that the more you indict him, the stronger he's going to get. I get that. It seems that way at times. And then the other other times, I'm like seeing other people going, "I'm just tired of the fucking drama," and they so wanted to turn to Trump light and go to Ron DeSantis, but that guy cannot stop fucking up. So the thing that's so hilarious about Ron DeSantis, I was saying this on stage uh, yesterday, is uh. He has all the fascism of Trump with none of the charisma. Like that's fair. Yeah, he is he is just like it's kinda like uh like like certain shit is undeniable. We've talked about this on this podcast, how like behind the scenes, Republican or Democrat, everyone hates Ted Cruz. And like right. and like DeSantis kinda has that energy. There are certain Republicans that can like you know, um, well, all of them kind of, you know, circle the wagons and they'll coalesce around, you know, an idea sure. and they and there's not a lot of infight and they're really good with that. But to be the leader, you have to have that kind of Ronald Reagan-esque type charisma and, and Trump in a more aggressive way has that. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's funny to see uh DeSantis kind of that entitlement of him thinking he could just slide in there cuz again that's the other thing a lot of Trump's fans there's there I don't know the percentage I don't know if it's 15 or 20 25 but there's a lot that voted for Obama so there's racism there but racism in America is so weird going back to Thomas Jefferson fucking his slaves you know what I mean and not just Thomas Jefferson right. I, I mean but all of them but you know what I mean there's there's so many, we were talking about this earlier, this like binary thing, everything isn't as easily laid out as that because you can be racist, but you can be sleeping with somebody of the other race or you can have kids with somebody of the other race or you can have an appreciation for this thing that people, you know what I mean? And so, and those are where a lot of these overlaps are and where a lot of these um, people who are Trump's fans and... Uh, they'll dismiss a lot of the white supremacy shit and the Christian nationalism shit 
and all that because there's a certain element of the blow up the system thing that they like that Trump does. Part that I can't get is just the dismissal of a certain amount of rule of law. It's like you have to understand that if you got somebody this gangster and this corrupt, like, yay, it's your team, but what happens when this dude is out of office if we've established this precedent? And it's like, but it's no so one that far ahead. That, and, and that's it, the thing. It's like, it's like eventually, if you're letting this person do this, even let's say, let's say Democrats or lefties never get in there. There's going to be a, a right wing person that's going to do something that you're going to be. That's why in all these states, Ohio just did it. But like in Kansas, these very red states, when it came down to abortion rights, like even Republicans were like, no. Yeah, and and so we'll we'll jump top. I'm not trying to. No, no, it's cool. No, we we will we'll go on the fly because Ohio issue one is something we took Stephen had a kind of a, a special episode about, and Ohio issue one. I honestly was questioning whether we should do it because I didn't know if it would get national attention. Then the next day I turn on CNN, it's all they're talking about. But oh, Ohio, yeah. Ohio issue one basically was going to lock in so that it was almost impossible for citizens. To put issues on the ballot, and then also all make you a 68 counties would have to agree to put something on the ballot. So all you would have to do is get some county to and not butt go. fuck somewhere nowhere, which is most of Ohio, and then it would hold up the progress yep. in what is the economic engine of this state, which is Cleveland, Toledo, Youngstown, Columbus, Dayton, Cincinnati, and uh, to a certain extent, uh, Athens. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Athens in there, but sure, there's university there. But anyway, issue one goes down in flames. Ironically, if issue one had passed, you would need a sixty percent threshold to for the state uh, house, house, yeah, state house to uh, pass a change to the constitution. And, and we only issue got fifty-seven percent. Yeah. Issue one lost almost sixty to forty. So yeah. a little, little irony there. Um, yeah. And well, I'll, I'll come back to this uh, later, but this also possibly paves the way for recreational weed in. Ohio. Oh yeah, we the the, the weed and the abortion was really what was baked into that bill. Good. But, was, and, was that an intentional pun or no? No, but <laughs> <laughs> we can roll with it. Which is why you should have voted for me for best comedian in Cleveland. Cleveland Scene Magazine best male comic. The jokes uh, write but, themselves. But, but uh, yeah, DeSantis literally cannot stop stepping on his own dick, for lack of a better way of saying it. I mean, he's he's amazingly uncharismatic, and you know, he was something we talked about on the show for like a year because he was that looming force. And to give Steve props when he's not here, Steve said the guy's best move is just shut the fuck up, let the craziness happen, and yeah. jump in at the end. Yeah. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't. He and couldn't his help ego. himself because he, a lot of Republicans counted Trump out. Uh, to their own detriment, they they thought oh, it was back over. back in twenty sixteen, after yeah. fifteen, yeah. Well, no, I mean even after the January sixth thing. See, here's the thing: most Republicans know that January sixth thing was fucked up. Even back to you know when Lindsey Graham was like, "If we elect him, we're gonna regret it," and blah blah blah. That everybody who has half a brain knows that. And then after January sixth, people were it got quiet. And nobody was going to denounce Trump, but they were going to let him go down in flames, and that's what they thought was happening. And then so DeSantis steps up, and he thinks that there's this vacuum and this void that there is not. And on top of that, he overplayed his hand because, okay, yes, fascism is here, and it's coming, and it's getting worse. But the way he struck down CRT, even getting into the don't say gay bill, 
yes, you're in the South, but Miami is is a cultural mecca. Sure. There is a large gay presence in Florida. You do have the Cuban vote that leans uh, Republican just because they're so anti-democratic because of Kennedy some of what and, they yeah. went through. But yes, with Kennedy and uh, Cuba and all that shit. But like... It's not such a slam dunk with a lot of these hard right things in all of Florida. Because a, a big part of the problem, just not just in Florida, but this country, is most people don't vote anyway. I mean, if people really turned out in Florida, it's not that it's a super liberal place. But for how Florida people want to live, you can't be a Florida person in a right-wing place. Because those people, they like their freedom. They like their sunshine. They like being outside. They like their weed, their coke, their whores. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them, but you get what I'm saying. They're, they're, saying, they're, they're but, free. Yeah, they're yeah, a free people. It's, but, it's not. You're not like in yeah, North Dakota. I mean, dude. It's, it's it's an older community. I mean, statistically, there's more old people than most other areas. But um, for the retirement thing, that runs up the numbers. But yeah, right, exactly. But it's what people retire to Florida. Yeah, people don't retire to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not intentionally. <laughs> not intentionally. Die. Anyway, they, they die, die here. here. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and, but yeah, so I mean, DeSantis was the heir apparent. Um, he's now a really feeble opponent. Trump is getting more and more unhinged. I mean, I, I've heard Chris Christie say this and take Chris Christie for what he is, but he's known Trump for decades. And he basically said, the guy's terrified. He knows his freedom is at risk and he's doing everything he can oh, yeah. to avoid hearing the jail cell slam behind him. And I hate to sound like a, you know, a sellout, but... Honestly, I want this to have a peaceful resolution. I don't know what happens if you put Trump in a federal prison. Not saying well, he doesn't belong there. Well, he, he belongs there and he needs to go. But this is, this, Trump is kind of an inevitability of this country and what would happen. Is that a because, remark or? Yes, it is. <laughs> but, it, but it is an inevitability of what, because he is, and I need to, please, listeners, bear with me. He's a, he's a rich white man. He was uh, born of privilege. His father was the one who amassed that fortune. And he tr he's tried his best to, like, flush it down the toilet. He's, like, like I know, like, when white people hear the words white privilege and things like that, it kind of cuts in a way, and it sounds condescending. You know what I mean? And, and just liberals, yes, we're, we're horrible at messaging. You know what I mean? It's hard to get no, people no. on your side when you're, when you're, like, you know, condescending to them. But... The truth of the matter is, like, he is who he is because America was made to benefit somebody like him. And he takes advantage of that one time after another time after another time. Anybody else, like, it, like they would have been gone by now. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's testament to, again, how he can work the system. He, and he's charismatic. He's not very book smart, but he, he can work people. And that's part of... You know his, sells, yeah. his his longevity, but this whole not holding rich people to account and not holding white men to account is it's it was inevitability, and this has all came to a head. And now you have the head of state, who all of them have committed crimes, and that's the thing that's happening now, and that's what everybody knows behind the scenes. If they convict him, which they they are forced to and they have to, then you, that sets a precedent, and you can now convict any president because they're all going to do something. You know what I yeah, mean? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll agree with you to a point, but I think he...
took it to the next level. I mean, oh, he for sure. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying him, and I'm not money in the waters with some whataboutism. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying people uh, and legal people, I'm sure, have to be thinking that. That if you are tenacious enough and get a good enough prosecutor, I mean, the left will never do it. It'd be great, but like somebody could literally take Obama or Bush to task about people who they've killed in drone strikes. You know what I mean? Now, you can hide behind executive privilege and blah, 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 but if you set this president precedent of holding the president of account, you those cracks start to get wider and wider. Well, and and, that, it, that and gets, that's what a lot of people are nervous about. Well, that gets into the international realm of, like, if when, when George W. Bush was recently out of office, it was said by multiple sources, I can't validate them, but... That if he left the country, he would have been arrested as a war criminal. Yeah. And you know what? You Iran can... still got a price on his head. Okay. I, and look, it's it's easy to sit here and say, oh, it's not fair. Up, We invaded a foreign country. <laughs> a, a sovereign country. We did it on yeah. false pretenses. That's and even the way we do war, it used to have to have been voted on by Congress. And we, we even did that. So again... This is just setting a... It's, it's a thing to where if you do it, you're setting a precedent to where you can do this, and that makes people who are have half a brain very nervous. But then on the other side of that, this is the catch-22. If you don't hold him into account, this blatant just criminality that he's doing, I mean, and Republicans are already been pushed into this corner. They're not stupid. They know they don't have the numbers. So they have to do this fascistic type shit. That's why this issue, one thing that we just voted on, they have to have a way where, where they can have minority rule. Right. And, and, and in a civilized way, they will do what they just tried to do in Ohio, which, thank God, we voted it down. But in a gangster way, they will do January 6th. And, I mean, you know, you're talking about World War One and World War Two. The first time never works, but the second time works a lot. You know well, what I mean? Well, right. And, you, it, well, when you're dealing with people who learn from their mistakes. Which I, are I, human beings, dude. Well, a lot well, of people so don't even do know the, the historical context that you can put a lot of this in. We are in very, like, dangerous waters. But like I said, this is an inevitability to where, like, just years and years of not holding people to account. This is us not holding Nixon to true account and then uh, Ford pardoning him. All that shit with the Iran Contra and the savings and loan shit that uh, went on H. with w. Reagan. Yeah. Uh, no, that was Reagan. I was H.W.'s kid, kid was one of the, Neil Bush was one of the big yeah. players in that. And then Bush pardoned them, but it's all this. Ex- and then of course with uh, you know Bush and uh, W. and Cheney and all that and invading Iraq and uh, and the. Um, I mean the, the no bid contracts. I mean, the amount of corruption that went on around Iraq and the. Billions and trillions of dollars that got funneled. So everyone's talking about how the Biden crime family now. If you're a right wing, it's Biden crime family. They're doing all this stuff. Let me say again, we, I don't have Hunter Biden on the board, but apparently now they've changed his investigation to being appointed by a special counsel. I've said it to many people. I've said it on the show. I don't give a fuck. And that and that's the thing. We're not sycophants of the Biden family. If Biden is proved to be anything, or his family is. We're not, like, here making up some QAnon shit. Lock them up. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing. That's the difference between, uh, like, parties and supporters yeah. of these sides is that there's... there's when you're uh, in a cult, you defend the cult leader. Yeah. 
And and again and again, all this shit is being brought to a head because to be objective to this, and I know it's not just white people, there are black and Hispanic people and all type <laughs> of people in this, but at the core of this is like there's a shift going on with white people. The numbers are starting to like tilt a little bit. There's a lot of nervousness in uh, white America about where the country is going. And then you have uh, these like images of crime and all these smashing grabs and that just sure. And then you have these uh, just now it's just uh, it's a joke of you know Seattle or Portland or San Francisco these bastions of liberalness and there's just so many homeless people and people shitting in the streets and they're using that as an attack against leftism and liberalism not getting to the core of it's the problem of capitalism. Those three cities are three of the most like thriving capitalist yeah. yeah 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 economic cities but the thing is with that comes expensive rent and it, it and just the the haves and have nots become very much more uh upfront which is why you see that you know what i mean but the right has used this to say that all leftist policies don't work and these uh, are just examples of just how shitty you know yeah, and, and honestly, I've never been to San Francisco. I've yeah, always, neither have I. I, I I've, always, was, I've always wanted to go. I spent a bunch of time in Southern California, but I've always wanted to go to San Francisco, and I never did. And But my friends who've been there multiple times say, it has gotten terrible. I mean, the homelessness situation is awful. But that's more that's more of a symptom of capitalism as a whole. You know what I mean? That, I, oh, I do. The, 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 thing, the thing that I hate about that is, like, how, right, the right has just used that as, like, a something to strike down everything left like so there's homeless people shitting in the sidewalks in san francisco so therefore you know minimum wage shouldn't be this right and we shouldn't treat crt and gay people shouldn't have the right to get married and and so goes all of that because of hyper inflation and and zoning laws not allowing you to build adequate housing and just rich people holding on and hoarding their resources in these cities and because that's the other thing the people who are benefiting in these cities in these portlands and san francisco's and seattle's these are like when you get to the top of these uh ivory towers these ain't a bunch of fucking hippies in a drum circle these are just more capitalists <laughs> it's, it's dude. uh what's uh peter Thiel and uh you know venture capitalists yeah. with billions of dollars are just winging money around and never see that stuff in the street because they're going straight to a limo that takes them to their right. fucking yacht club. It's the same as when people like critique like New York for like you know these liberals in New York. Like that's literally where Wall Street is. <laughs> and every black New Yorker will tell you that's some of the most one of the most racist places. New York is one of the most segregated cities. The shit that uh like black people got into uh, with Italian Boston objects they do a better job <laughs> of being racist. But but you know what I mean? These New England cities that are that are uh, that are claiming to be these bastions of liberalism are still at their core just capitalistic racist places. It's just that there's a certain amount of vitriol that you don't outwardly get. They they'll, they'll play the game on paper, and that's again what Trump blew up. Trump that this inevitability of this capitalism and this. Just white supremacy and all this shit just coming to a head. I know I just mixed all that no, up. No, no, but no. Like, it's like fine. But New York segregation, I, I don't want to say this the wrong way because it'll come off terribly, but it's an amazing type of segregation because it's not just black, white, Hispanic. It's oh, yeah, yeah, Armenian. Yeah. And I mean, so there are groups of... And, 
And in a way, first of all, that's yeah. one of the reasons why New York votes Democrat all the time is because, not saying Democrats don't fuck things up left, right, and sideways, because they do, but when you live in a community where you're so crunched together, you realize you kind of need each other. You kind of need to at least be well, civil. Well, that's, that, that is the core of it. And that is what I wish people would just teach at its core and explain to a lot of Republicans. Like, it's very city mouse, country mouse. Like, because, again, these, a lot of these people in cities are conservative on paper, and a lot of people in the country are liberal on paper because they're, you know, they're just smoking weed and drinking and fucking, you know sure. what I mean? But the thing about it is you have to have a bit of collectivism if you live that on top of each other. The trash has to be taken out. The yeah. trains have to run on time. Yeah. And the people who run that have to get paid accordingly because these are the people who are your neighbors. These are the people who are running the schools that you're dropping your kids off to. So, okay, okay, we'll have the tax be this if that's taken care of, if that means that this machine can work. But to people on the outside of that, they look at it as being more of a burden on them, which on top of that is a manipulation because all of these blue states and these areas subsidize those rural areas that claim they don't need that. And that's the other thing. It's been such a game of, like, uh, uh, whack-a-mole that it's, like, all these uh, southern states, like your Floridas and your Texas, that brag about we don't have the tax burdens that the Californias and New Yorks have. It's like, well, be that as it may, you don't. But those states still subsidize the red states because you all are just hiding away to, to pay for shit. You know what I mean? It's still the the bill still has to come due. I will say the thing that helps Florida is it has so much um, tourism yep. that that covers. Because that's the problem with Ohio. There's so much brain drain that you end up having to have a tax because you the lights have to be paid. But if you have a constant influx of people and they take advantage of that, same with Texas, they have that energy. You know what I mean? There's a lot. There's a lot of energy in Texas, and solar and wind is taking over on the low. But they don't talk about that. But that's become <laughs> a big one. But you know, you got your refineries around Houston. You know what I mean? You've got your oil and all that. So sure. that helps to offset some of that. Them being able to say we don't have taxes, but the bill always comes due. You know what I mean? But also, the, every politician for my adult lifetime has just been kicking the can down the road. Oh yeah, that's the and, other thing. Let's and, print money. <clears throat> And, and I'm going to do a South Park reference. Um, there's a great episode of South Park from years ago where a man bear pig fights Satan and wins. And it's, it's about climate change. So it's yeah. Al Gore and kicking the can down the road. And they're, you know, they reach back to the kids from South Park's grandparents who, if we would have given up gas burning cars and all this 25 or 57 years ago, we wouldn't have been there. <clears throat> and so now to kick the can down the road, we need to give up soy sauce. And the kids look at each other and go, bland rice? Fuck that. Yeah. And, and okay, so, we'll, and so we've been kicking the can down the road on climate for decades. And now the, uh, as Malcolm X would say, the chickens, chickens have, come have come home come to, to roost. roost. Yeah. Dude, the fucking planet's on fire. Yeah, literally. When you, when you think about the fires that happened in Canada and what that meant, we here in Cleveland, and much more so folks on the East Coast in the New York area, we're dealing with smoke from Canadian wildfires. Well, not just that. That shit was in D.C. That shit was in Minneapolis. Sure, sure. That shit over. was in Duluth, Iowa, Montana. Is, like, and everywhere, man. Look what happened in Maui. 
Yeah, yeah I, I've never that been to death toll is still going it's like, up. It's, it's, it's at eighty three now. Okay, yeah. I heard, I heard ninety. Yeah, but either yeah, way, it's still going fires up. Fires are terrible. I mean, cities are bursting into flames. People are dying. To in the be ocean. fair, what they were talking about in Hawaii, yes, is climate change, but uh, this is another reason. You know, just this imperialism and capitalism. A lot of indigenous people, you know, they they already you know have a lot of contempt, which they should against the United States. And as far as some of the stuff I've seen. From some of the, uh, like, uh, I don't know, they said a lot of alarms didn't go off that should have went off. A lot, a lot of uh, really? like redundancy, right? A lot of redundancy systems that should have been uh, triggered were not triggered. So this wasn't just a climate thing. This was a failure just of the Systemic. whole, uh, yeah, yes, of the whole apparatus. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, people not communicating and just. So that that's a, that was a even bigger thing, you know what I mean? It's right. kind of like that shit with Hurricane Katrina, to where the, hur the, the hurricane uh, really was over, and then the levees broke, and then shit started flooding, and then it was just the hot potato. Right. Nobody right. knew how to address it, but right. but the hurricane was essentially done. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, I was about to go there because Katrina was a bad storm, and one of my many complaints about Al Gore is his movie. I've never read An Inconvenient Truth, but I've seen the movie. And the movie focuses a lot on Katrina. It's like, that wasn't a climate change issue. That was, these levees should have been bolt, you know, fortified. They were not. There was actually money in, <laughs> to bring us back to George W. Bush, there was money in the federal budget to um, fortify the levees. And then the Iraq War starts, and that money got diverted, and the city of New Orleans got destroyed. Yeah. But that, that, I mean, that showed a really... Uh, that, Katrina shined a really ugly light on race in America because well people... to to I mean not to be yeah to white people like it's, it's, <laughs> it it was like it was it's kind of evident to us because we go through it it wasn't really a shock uh, but I will say I didn't uh, say shock I said it shone a light I I, I got you I got you uh, I I don't know that 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 whole thing I don't think it was the problem with Al Gore is just he sucks remember Hannity and Combs. Yes. Like, uh, he is very calms. He is very just Milk like... toast. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's yes, just, I know what it, you mean. It's just very easy. So I don't think that Katrina cannot be seen as a climate change thing, because it was. But, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying as far as maybe they over-focused on that. You know what I mean? But the the problem overall problem with Al Gore is he's Al Gore. If he didn't do that, he would have did something else. It's, it's the, the the Democrats are so Dukakis in the tank with the helping. You know what I mean? You know, I, they I, just can't help but to look like the, like. But but I, the, here's where I disagree with you on that point. Dukakis was trying to be cool, but it, but failed but, horribly. But, I'm not denying that. But but either way, I mean you could I, you could argue that fucking uh, Al Gore was trying to come across as an in, not just intellectual but approachable by giving you an example that everybody saw. I promise you that's what they were thinking. But in his mind, he, he didn't go any further than that. And kind of, you know, pivot back to a DeSantis, you don't have the charisma that Bill has. You can't smooth your way through this. True. So when you when, so when you see, like, and that's why I like the particulars of the details to me don't matter as much, because if it wasn't that, it would have been something else. He just doesn't have the... No. You know, so where I was disagreeing with you is, 
Al Gore's biggest flaw, in my opinion, was he was such a smug wannabe intellectual. He's a smart guy. Yeah. But he, he came down as so condescending and so... I never got that from him. I really? don't think he was smug. We okay. can agree to agree with you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, not going to go at you I'm, on yeah, that. I'm certainly not going to die that, on the Al Gore Hill. Yeah, I don't give yeah. a fuck about the guy. Neither do I. Um, <laughs> that, that, I think is that... That's, but I do... Uh, okay, I, I will... Yeah, because Tipper Gore with the rap thing, they, they were very Southern, just right. we're prim and proper. The, the, and These we, words don't belong and I our kids are going to be corrupted yeah. when they hear people talking about bitches and hoes. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Tipper Gore ever said bitches and hoes. But oh, but, dude, she'd probably had some Nancy Reagan level fucking sexual shit going on. <laughs> Anybody who projects outwardly to be that pure and like behind closed doors, my God, it's like wake up the gimp. <laughs> 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 like they're getting it in, dude. <laughs> I was not at all prepared for Wake Up the Gift. Yes. Well done. Hey, well done. Vote, but, vote but, for but, me, man. Vote for John Armstrong. If you haven't seen male comedy, comic for 2023. Um, but I forget where I was going to go now. So uh, the weed's kicking in, I guess. But the the climate issue is something that we've kicked the can down the road and not to be, you know, fear-mongering, old, liberal, white guy, whatever. I've almost stopped caring because I almost think the top... When, when the top is spinning, it's doing fine until it's not. But once it loses that wobble, gets, starts that wobble, yeah. it's going down. I don't know if we're in that wobbly state yet, but it sure feels like it. Oh, we are. We are. And, we and, are. and we are. I've heard multiple climate it's scientists bad. say, like, yeah, we could solve this if we did something 20 years ago, but we didn't. So yeah, it's bad. What are you going to do? We're, 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 we're in it. Uh, but here, here here's the thing. Um the way human beings are going, I, I, we're kind of at a precipice anyway. And if it wasn't the, cli- the climate, we're, we're kind of... And, and that's the thing. Everybody feels it. Everybody yeah. feels it. I'm not religious, but that end-of-the-world religious shit that Christians are doing and even other like religions, I get it because everybody has this feeling of... It feels like a climax that we're coming to a lot of, and just every, every damn near everything we're doing is not sustainable. You know what I mean? Sure. Just our, our overall consumption. You know, so one of the one of the biggest things that has to happen is just capitalism as we know it has to die. And I know, like you know, socialism, blah blah blah. Capitalism played its part. You know what I mean? I don't think we'll ever have a, a utopia just because of the human condition. I don't think. You know, but but greed will always be there, and greed will throw anything. But at the same time, that's, I mean, not to be morbid, but rape and murder will always be there too. But that's not to say that we shouldn't have laws against rape and murder. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because those are two primal things that humans will always do. But you have, but because of that, you have to check for that, and that's why because of greed you have to check for that. But we capitalism has kind of cashed out. And I think it's finally gotten to a point to where it's starting to affect enough white people, and not just here, but in the UK and France. That coup that's going on in Niger, it's an underlying pin to that, how, how France still kind of uses all of those Francophone African countries as their wallet, you know what I mean? Sure. And, that, and, and so a lot of this angst that a lot of white people and people of the West, quote-unquote, are getting is because these old systems of colonialism and capitalism are collapsing and it's just not sustainable, you know what I mean? And no, we don't all have to be commies or anything like that, but there does have to be some type of shared 
experience because even if you stratify all this uh, as we're proving eventually it comes for us all you know what i mean yeah and and there's so many efforts in in corporate america to remove humans from jobs whether it's yeah self-checkout or whatever the writer's strike with the let's use ai yeah Yeah. oh yeah we'll we'll go there in a minute but um you know but at some point even if you're at the top of the food chain we're in an oligarchy let's face it oh yeah we are and the top of the food chain they might disdain the worker bees and whatever and look at us as as you know pawns in their game but ultimately you need us and then there's the whole and COVID proved that it was like wow we can actually go without hedge fund managers but the guy who works at the grocery store we really need him now 100 percent. we really need the garbage man now we really need the cops now we really need the firefighters now like you know what i mean certain things you can't ai certain things you can't replace with and even if you did ai i'm like uh, this is kind of jumping around but like uh like cyber attacks which is going to be a big thing in the future like uh they were talking about you know having a lot of these systems analog because you can in theory cyber attack an energy plant or something like that or water uh purification station they were saying how a lot of these uh pneumatic uh things it should stay analog because some things you shouldn't be able to access through just the digital means. Well, and uh, that's a very good point, and that's huge. But then there's the stuff that is automated, going to stay automated, like credit, yeah, yeah. Credit. Well, that's the thing. Once the convenience is there, once they can prove that this robot can do this and you don't have to pay anybody, and it, it is going to be like exponentially more efficient than a human anyway in so sure. many ways that it just, you know, it's kind of like the nuclear bomb. Once it's here, it's just like, oh, well, Let's hope this thing that's going to bite us in our ass doesn't bite us in and, our and, ass. And, that, and, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's the thing, is you achieve a goal. And in politics, it was years ago, the Democrats put in the supermajority for whatever. That's come back to bite them in the ass multiple yeah. times. You make a short-term fix to a problem you think you have, not thinking of the future consequences. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but we yeah. all know what happened there. Yeah, and back to boom. Trump with the, you know this coming to inevitability of like, do we prosecute or not? Because either way, this has come to a point to where all this shit that we let go is biting us in the ass right now. And and I, I want to jump topics a little bit and say, because this kind of plays in, that all of this we're talking about, fires are literally causing death and destruction everywhere. Literally, the countryside is on fire. At the same time, we've got a war going on between Russia and Ukraine that has a risk of spilling over into Poland. So yeah. Poland is amassing troops at, at the Belarusian border. Russia has said an attack on Belarus is an attack on Russia, which means they'll attack Poland. And I say this probably every fucking show now. Like, what did it feel like in America yeah. in the late 30s? Were you sitting there going, well, that'll never involve us. Hey, they just had a world war. No one wants that. Yeah. All of a sudden, fuck, we could be in it. And if, if Poland gets attacked and if we abide by our NATO... Commitments, we're in a war with Belarus, which Russia is saying they're on the side of Belarus. And on top of that, and and, and like uh, and like uh, an undercurrent of what's going on in Poland that's going on here is they've had this swing towards right wingism. They're one of the only Western European countries that's become Christian, like Americans, kind of, you know what I mean? So a lot of our things that we've been embracing lately, they've been embracing too, which would make us that much more, in my mind, able to, like, attach to them, like, yeah, like, you know, this proxy 
war yeah. thing could get going because but, there's not a separation like like because a lot of Americans, white Americans, like uh, because of a lot of the liberalism in Western Europe, they like you know Norway or those commies or they poo poo all that. But some of the uh, a lot of what Poland's doing is very lockstep with what America's doing, which is why I think of all countries, like, so many people shit on France. I don't see us responding to something, something happening in France, but I, I could see something happening, you know, as a... In, ter in terms of, like, internally in Poland or France? Or no, or no, to your point of if uh, Russia, uh, you know... Where, Belarus and Poland get into right. it. Yeah. If, they're, oh. if they were aggressor just making us, uh, you know, buck out our chest and, and we're here to protect Poland. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but if you, here's a thing about America. We really don't have to worry about foreign nations invading us. Neither Canada Well, again, back to the cyber thing. It's going to be cyber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and again, I think the, you want to send America crazy? Shut down our financial institutions for a day. It's going Take to be cyber. Away. And not just that. Have you ever seen that, um, I forget where it was, but it's this uh, thing uh, the KGB was talking about bringing down the United States and uh, they were very forward thinking in how they would do this and it was in so many tears. You do this by generations and it's oh, literally no, I've not seen this. Oh dude, it, it's it's amazing. I, I I'll try to I'm not I'm not trying to be vague like yeah, Joe no, Rogan podcast now like we can't substantiate this but kids are pissing in Fucking litter boxes in yeah. class. So kids I, I, are pretending I, to be cats. Yeah, yeah. Went, I was going there and going, oh, actually, that's where you just went. Yeah, yeah I, I, so <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not trying to do. Uh... Anyway, I just want the Ukraine thing to stay on people's radar because it's fucking huge. But going back to the whiteboard and and, and okay, yeah, sorry. So no, no, no apology at all. Um, there was an incident in Montgomery, Alabama, that I want to hear your opinion about and. If there's one thing this podcast has taught me, it's sometimes... Why would you want to hear some, it from me? Sometimes... Well, you know what? Because I sometimes it's time for the white guy to shut the fuck up. And that's what I'm going to do. Unless you want me to go in with... with no, I'm, I want you to talk. That That's, again, that's that thing of, like... That doesn't help, man. Of, like, you know... You, you don't have to be down for me to be up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get to your, I I get to your point of, like, you know, when people is over-talk, it's like when men over-talk women, and it's like, well, maybe just let the women talk. So I do get that. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, so, I'm not saying I won't share an opinion. I'm just saying I'm going to... I got you. So Montgomery Brawl, John Armstrong, how do you feel? That, that shit, that was such a moment of catharsis for all black people that it was, oh, my God, dude. Like, you know, and, and, you know, all the hits, the the guy swimming over and not only breaking, like, stereotypes of black people don't swim, <laughs> but, like, uh, just all, just, because here's the thing, and I learned this talking to uh, white people, my girlfriend who's white, uh, we literally live together, but, like, the way the algorithm goes, you can have a totally different reality to what's going on in the world and your perception of what's going on in the world. We could piggyback that back to, you know, what's going on with right-wing people, which was why they're kind of in this cult and they, and they think we're crazy, you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, in my algorithm so much, like every single day because of a few accounts that I follow on social media, you, you'll see a black person getting killed by police, getting shot by police. There's this guy getting... Uh, unjustly arrest. It's just all this, it just keeps building up and building up and we see so much on video 
of just black people being victimized and then nothing happening or nobody being held to account or this pe person dying and maybe, you know, the city will pay out some money, but, you know, a, lo a life is lost. So to have a video where in real time, a uh, black person's being assaulted by a white person and then black people come to that. Well, being assaulted by white people. But, there but, were multiple people. Yeah, 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 by white people, and it's uh, and then uh, multiple black people come to this black person's aid. Again, it was just this big moment of just catharsis and just unity and just like we're we're really sick of this shit. Now, I I again, I'm not like simping for white people, but I get how for some white people sitting on the sidelines, your algorithm might be showing a lot of black people like either looting or like a lot of these smashing grabs that I see on the internet, like they'll show Gucci and all these stores. There's always all these skinny black dudes running in these like stores and somebody stole $300,000 worth of jewelry. And that's another thing to the point where we were talking about the San Francisco's and sure. Portland's and stuff. They show a lot of that. Makes just the to, big city scary. Right, this criminality that's going on. And to a lot of people, that's what they uh, see. And they're like, you know, you guys aren't victims anymore. But this, the 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 difference is the guy who smashed and grabbed the thing. If the cops get in reach of him, they're going to either kill him or arrest him. But the white people who perpetrate things against black people, they rarely get held into account to the same, you know, amount. Uh, I'm I'm not going to dismiss the racial aspect of the Montgomery thing, but there's also a class aspect because. There's the, a class thing, yeah, because of the boat thing and that right. privilege thing. And, and, and the whole, like, but, I'm putting my boat here, like, well, this is a reserved but spot. But it's literally Montgomery, Alabama. They literally used to trade slaves there. Their mayor is the first black mayor. Alabama is, you want to talk about gerrymandered, it's still, Alabama and Mississippi are still white majority control places that have a way above average amount of, I think Mississippi is almost half and half black, white. And I think uh, Alabama's like 30 or 40 some percent. But these are large population black states that, are that have no, and, and, it, and, it, and it all goes back to race with that. And I can pivot back to the Trump thing. Again, just things that we just let fester and fester that we did not deal with. I was watching this interview with Marianne Williamson, who's running for uh, president on a Democratic. Is she Democratic or independent? I I think, think she's, she's democratic because she's challenging Joe Biden. But she well, was talking about one of those things um, that, uh, you know, Germany did after World War II is they, uh, they, they put a lot of policies in place to not, not just hold Nazis to account, but actually pay reparations to Jews and things like that. And they did things to kind of handle that. And this country has never done that. And so, uh, don't get me wrong, I don't think it'll put, like, a good bow and we'd all be, like, singing Kumbaya, but it's, it's kind of like a drug addict or a person who has an eating disorder. You can't do anything if you can't even address the problem. And, so, that, and, and, that's the, and that's the problem in America is we never even address the problem. Back to Ron DeSantis. He wants to take teaching slavery occurred out yeah. of schools. It's like, look, it's ugly. And we should just, as a country, acknowledge this happened. It was really ugly. I, I, and I the thing about it, too, like this, I, I, I can get in a way this knee-jerk reaction of a human being just not wanting to be told that they're shitty or whatever. But I think we've talked about this before. When women talk about, like, what men do, I don't 
take that as an offense when, like, uh, somebody says a man raped me or, you know, because I'm not a rapist. Slap, slap me on the ass. Or, or, and, or, yeah, yeah, or I'm not an abuser. And I would say, like, to white people, sometimes if you all recoil and feel a certain way when people don't, don't take that as uh, something against you. This We're not putting it on you. It's a tribalism thing, right? And if right? you really want to get down to it, what we really need to do besides get rid of capitalism, we need to get rid of race because race is a social construct down to DNA. Sure. There's no markers. There's no genetic markers for race. You can do markers for regions that people are from, but the most genetic diversity, ironically enough, is between Southern Saharan Africans. Africans are more genetically diverse from one another than a white person is to a Japanese person or a black person. I didn't know that. Yeah, because everybody bottlenecked out of Africa. So everybody who came out of that is so genetically close, but the, all of the genetic differences are mostly between Southern Saharan Africans. A person from Kenya and a person from Ghana are way more different than a person from India and somebody from Iceland. Because those are like the same people. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not going to dispute because I have the, no... There, there, there are, there's a couple really good books about that. Uh, the Invention of the White Race. This came around like in the 1600s because, poor, back to your thing of class, poor white and black people were starting to have, uh, you know, these rebellions because of working conditions. And one of the ways that they started, like, parsing it up is like if you were from African descent, you were black, and if you were this, you were white. You know what I mean? At first, it was, uh, you know, males in a land only thing, but it, but eventually, you know, okay, Irish get in there, okay, you know, Italian and Jews in the last hundred years. But this thing, it's all a social construct, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> and 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 to your point, when the people on the top of the food chain want to distract from what they're doing to really, you know. Trying not to use the word rape, but, but yeah, for, you know, running away with the money. What do they yeah. do? Make them fight amongst themselves. Yep. Make the black people hate the white people and the Irish. That's why this transgender and this thing about grooming with the fucking uh, drag, drag queens. Yeah. Th this is what what point zero zero some percent of the population, no matter where you feel left, right, or center about these people. But this has managed to be a cudgel and this thing that's just in the in every internet chat thing that everyone's talking about. No, it's, 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 and that's a great example because they, so it used to be, okay, we'll put it on the black people. Then it was put on the Hispanic people. Then it was put on the gays. And none of those are socially acceptable anymore. Well, because eventually you got some black people in your family, eventually right. some Hispanic right. guy in your family, right. eventually your son you got some was gay. gay. You know not, what I mean? And, and not but, many people but, know a lot of trans people. But now trans is easy because not just that, but you, it's, the thing about the trans thing is that it's so new to people because we don't teach that sexuality is a spectrum so that even a well-meaning person is just hard to approach the issue because in our binary way of thinking, it's hard to think of a spectrum way of thinking. You right, know what I mean? Right. And uh, on top of that, you throw in any type of religion and then you throw in the just... The puritanical aspect yeah. of... You throw in human beings' inclination to just kind of go with what they know and anything different being like, you know, something you're, you don't want to do. Good. I was trying to see where the board was. Sorry. But so, so, so all, all, all that lends to them being able to throw that out. And it, uh, and, and again, this Trump type voter that's not necessarily all right wing, you know what I mean? But there are certain things that are really on a visceral level, like, uh, 
really resonate with them and they go with it and they take advantage of that and you got your wedge issue. Well, you know, the funny thing is the term right wing and Republican and Trump are, they've been so distorted. It's, it's the weirdest Venn diagram. It is because... It's when, like bubble wrap. <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a kid, it was, you know, the Republican Party was fiscal conservatism, family values, small government. If you can tell yourself as a Trump supporter you believe in those things and look yourself in the mirror, which I know you can. If you want to go back, back, Republicans were the liberals, you know what I mean? (laughs) And the Democrats were the conservatives. Well, and the Democrats were the racist party. Yes. I mean, mean, the... the, 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 Party of the KKK. To to the the point to where even down to... uh, Who was the guy who... um, I mean, Lyndon Johnson was the one that who just died. He didn't just die. But oh, you're thinking Strom Thurmond? Strom Thurmond, yeah. Like, but like, years like, ago, like those, uh, those types. They call them the Dixiecrats. Yeah, yeah. To, that were because of the Civil War, they refused to even become Republicans when they did. Right, they didn't after, like because after after the shift, they still they were so like I refuse to be a Republican. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that hardcore. And then Lyndon Johnson does the yeah. whole civil rights thing and. Flippity dip. And, and, and he said, I just lost the South from my party for a generation. Yeah. And it was Little three, did he three, know three it, generations it, it, there. And, 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 and counting. Wait, 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 and, and, and counting. counting. And on. And he tells someone. And he tells someone. All right. Uh, I want to totally, I don't have a good segue, so I won't even try. But the strikes going on in the entertainment world impact people we both know. So you are a much more prolific comic than I am. In fact, you've been nominated by Cleveland Scene Magazine as the best male <laughs> comic. <laughs> And well-deserved. Um, but, you know, th- this impacts people we know. And I have... I think this is a, 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 as clear an example of oligarchy or class warfare as you'll ever see because the people at the top of this can go, we're billionaires. You well, want to hold then, then Bob Iger already opened his mouth and uh, said... I didn't hear it if he did. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, yeah, it was a So few... he's the former CEO of Disney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they brought him back in. Oh, was he back? Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they were saying like they, they just don't understand and they, they're being unrealistic with their demands and all this other stuff. I think they kind of got in everybody's ear because I haven't heard from any of the higher-ups anymore about how they really think. But when it comes down to it, I mean... They're not. At, they're not even asking for much, dude. They're really not. I mean, they. 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 They're like, we literally get paid less than what we did ten years ago. You're stressing out writers' room, and, and you're making it so that you have these little things that are. It's kind of how they do, like in the service industry, to where you know, if you work less hours, you don't end up getting uh, any type of health benefits or things like that. But right. the nature of the business is. Nobody really is going to be able to qualify for that many hours to even get in there. I think you need to make like what twenty six and change to be part of SAG and get you know. I have no idea. It's that it's twenty six thousand something to be part of SAG and be able to get the health insurance and things like that. And they've made these laws to where like uh, if you're officially not in the writers' room, if you're more of a missionary and you're not 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 missionary. <laughs> I've been drinking Visionary? whiskey. No, no, no. Uh, uh, what, what, what is the people in uh, Russia? What are they? Mercenaries. If mercenaries. You're, if you're more of a, if you're more of a mercenary. Missionary, mercenary. Who gives a fuck? That's what we're. <laughs> we're shoot. We're shooting straight. That's all it means. If 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 you're more of that, then you're not tied down to any like corporate structure that's obligated to pay you anything. And the and the corporate structure has been moving towards that because again it helps their bottom line but over the years it has started fucking these people to where they can't even earn a living which again 
if you want to talk about these liberal cities and stuff like this, that adds to the dichotomy, that adds to the to the homelessness and all this other stuff. Because outside of these people in these tents and stuff like that, like uh, I've seen these uh, things. You can watch following on YouTube and stuff. Like the amount of people who are sleeping in vans. And, oh. and like in Walmart parking lots and stuff like that. And these aren't like weirdos who are shooting up. These are literally like people like me and you. And, and like you can ask like, well, why are you still here? And some of them are tied to like family or still like working out there. Or they're in the kind of this island of like it's bad now. But if I keep pushing, it'll be good in, you know, this many months or weeks or whatever like that. And so... It's just a situation that's just uh, indicative of what's going on in general in labor, which is why I think UPS, I think the UAW is getting ready to strike too. Like, it's, everybody has been squoed so hard, and nobody can afford anything right now. You know, prices of everything in terms of housing and just cost of living have gone crazy. And Cleveland, man, I'm, I'm living in Cleveland, and I'm paying like a lot of money and rent right now, like more more than what uh, a mortgage would be for a decent place. And it's hard to get a mortgage. I mean, and, and that's the thing, like Cleveland's not even, again, like one of these hot markets. But one of the things I've found talking to comics that we know that, that have moved to New York and Chicago and L.A. is you get in any of these gentrified whatever areas of the city and all these apartments are two, three, four, five thousand dollars Oh, it's crazy. In every single city, no, including I, I, Cleveland, all of them are two, three, four, and five thousand dollars. Who the fuck? Five times twelve. What's that? Six. Who the fuck has sixty G's? Yeah. To throw. I mean, you used to do a thirty-year mortgage. You could pay off paying sixty G's a year. You could pay off a decent house in five years, <laughs> ten years. Uh, I, you know what I mean? I, I, I do. I don't want to be a douche, but I really lucked out because I refinanced this place at the right time through no skill of my own. Well, no, that, that, and that's the thing, too, and that's how capitalism gets us is that, you know what I mean, things that you have to do for your betterment is like I don't begrudge you for that. You have to do that to survive. You know what I mean? But, John, I lucked out. So I'm not, I don't even want to go down this path because I just stumbled into something said, you should look into this, and, like, I did it at the time. But, that, but, but that's awesome, and that's good. That's good for you, man. But, but it's like, again, like when I was... Uh, Again, these West Coast cities and stuff like that, we have so many zoning laws to where we can't, okay, we can't build, you know, the so many places you have to have these single Oh, California's homes. the worst. Yeah, the, the, yeah. I mean, I want, I want to talk about Bill Maher for a minute because uh, he's kind of, I'm a Bill Maher fan, but he's kind of a I used douche. to be, but I have not watched uh, yeah. him in a while because he but, is, he has become he, he, he the went, old guy, get he, off he my is, lawn. He has absolutely become and that. And I, I, I can't so do it anymore. He, he did a thing about, you know, he wanted to get solar panels put on his shed on his property in California. I've seen that. And, and, yeah, like and the regulations and that he's had to go I, through. I'm with him on that. Now, yeah. he also did a whiny, rich, white guy thing about the Barbie movie, which... I've been asked multiple times. Have you seen the Barbie movie? I'm like, no, I haven't. Hey, really quick before you go on, like this again. That goes back to my point of how people shit on these Seattle's and Portland's and things like that. It's because, like, because I've heard Bill Maher talk about you know the problems he's had trying to get these solar panels, and because of some of the bureaucracy you get in a lot of these democratic places. Again, people get mad at that, but then this rhetoric just comes in where you just throw away the baby with the bathwater. So every leftist policy now becomes something that is up for 
critique that is up for maybe we got it wrong with even fucking Clarence Thomas with this shit with gay marriage which of course everybody was whispering it's like you know Clarence if we do this we could go back to the racial thing too and of, by the way uh, your wife is white yeah yeah exactly you know what I mean again it, it just brings all this shit up of of just the hypocrisy and the yep. bullshit you know I I've always had mixed feelings about Clarence Thomas I've never liked the guy um What's mixed about it, though? Well, mixed about it is, I always thought, you know what? He earned where he is. He is a qualified... He is literally an affirmative action hire. He did not earn... Well, even, well, even more so. Them, Look at the lifestyle the guy's fucking living. He's going on super yachts and doing George this nonsense. George Bush appointing him in after Third Good Marshall was the biggest middle finger to black people. That that was some subliminal type shit. You know this shit Thurgood Marshall had to do to become the first black Supreme Court justice? And for you to... He's literally the definition of a scab. You know what I mean? Like, like, And he was the most quiet Supreme Court justice up until recently when he kind of had to say... <laughs> well, that was always a joke because he was... Anthony Scalia was basically like... In, in, uh, Clarence, here's how you're voting on this. Yeah, yeah. And then fucking puppeteer, man. Like, yeah, sorry, I, I ain't trying to get like no, super no. amped, but, but Clarence Thomas is, he he is, him and Trump are indicative of just the root of the rot. Like, what, the fact that we don't even have a code of ethics for the Supreme Court. We don't have, like, uh, what what is it? Uh, uh, I don't want statute of limitations, but it's a term limits. For, yeah, no, you know it's, what I mean? it's, it's a lifetime appointment. Sure. It, it's 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 just ridiculous, and he's taking advantage of that at every fucking I, I just, step. You know, here here's where I'm gonna be maybe sound like a complete asshole, but I always thought Clarence Thomas was like just a fucking boring, annoying dude. I I consider him to be like my racist. He's, he's boring, but just but he's on fucking super yachts with billionaires. Fucking but 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 here's the thing. He harmonica. All right, sorry. Here's the thing. He's boring the way Dick Cheney is boring. See, Trump's an asshole because he's loud and in your face. Dick Cheney did way more shit than Trump did, but he True. was quiet. You know what I mean? And the same, you, same can be said with Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld <laughs> actually had, like, okay. again, charisma. Trump says I could shoot someone in the face. Cheney shot <laughs> someone in the face. I, that's what I do. These fucking jokes write themselves. The that's what I, these jokes write themselves. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's that's what I'm saying. So even this amount of quietness or this amount of like respectability politics still doesn't absolve you from the under under all thing that you have done or overall thing you've done. God damn it, whiskey. <laughs> all right. We smoked weed and drank whiskey. Right. Now we're talking politics. How do we do it? We gotta wrap this up. <laughs> we talk about issue one. Issue one goes down. In addition to issue one going down, in addition to the abortion aspect, is the recreational weed aspect. Now, recreational dun, weed dun, 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 was on the ballot in Ohio, dun, and dun, I want to say twenty fourteen. Or twenty twelve, probably twenty twelve. When Nick Lachey would have thirty percent of all weed control. Yeah, of, and, and, of and, and, and at that time, I had never smoked weed in my life. I'm high right now, so, my, but my position is not. But changed. everybody was like, everybody it, was, everybody was right to vote it down back then. I disagree with you so much. I cannot make it legal, then fix it. I understand it was going to be an monopoly. But 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 here here's the thing, and, and to what we were been talking about this whole podcast. Like the the inability to fix anything. This whole issue one thing of how things are so baked in because people know if you get things to a certain point, you're not going to be able to out. 
that I, I outvoted or ousted. One of the reasons that like Republicans hate Social Security is because it showed people that the government could do this thing, which is why they hate Medicaid and they don't want to do a Medicare for all because they know if this becomes law, it will never not be law again. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? When people realize, oh, this is actually a good and thing. And that's one they of the like things. It. And if they would have got that monopoly, it would have been so hard. And because people are still. But people, people would not have been put in jail for smoking weed. But people, but no, John, I, I disagree. You and I, you, I disagree you and I with weed you. on Lorraine Avenue together in public, and I think you even said, "I feel safe. We got a white guy with us." I, I believe you said that. It was either yeah, you but, or but, it might have been Dave Flynn. But 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 it was in jest. It was a joke. It, it, yeah, it was, it, 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 it was in jest. You but, also weren't wrong. <laughs> but but still, like it's weed's legal in California, and people still get arrested for it. You know what I mean? So people, True. So so the legality of it means nothing, and. And again, and again, if you vote for a baked-in monopoly on somebody, and already the a cap arises again. Hey, man, <laughs> if you if you if you vote for a baked-in monopoly in an already a capitalistic system in a red state, that shit would not have went anywhere at all. It's like it's, know, it's, 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 it's it's like voting for an orgy and trying to work your way back to monogamy. Like it's not it's, that's not going to happen. Like hey, let's stop all this fucking and sucking and eventually get to just one man just and one woman up. slowly gaining and, weight and, and, and yeah. hating each other and never fucking like <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds like you got a little bit deep and personal. Um, <laughs> all right, we gotta wrap this up. Do you want to? I've, I want to once again say John Armstrong is has been nominated as the best male comic by Cleveland Scene Magazine. Please go to Cleveland Scene Magazine and vote Cis for him. Male. Did they, you know what? Why not? Why not? You, you know what? You just probably fuck yourself. Uh, but but uh, um, anyway. Well, if I fuck uh, myself, uh, we're back to me not necessarily being the cis male. We are at Whiskey Congress <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, X, and, and whatever the fuck Twitter is anymore. Uh, we could go on for hours, but we're going to treat you with some respect and not do that. John, thank you very much for coming on. I wouldn't Dude, mind. thanks so much for having me. I love doing this podcast. It's so much fun. I love having you on. We are Whiskey Congress, and we are done. <laughs>